Welcome to the show. It's the Provo Kid Podcast. Not a big deal. That was, uh, what is a big deal though, is No Such Animal. Uh, that's the band you just heard. Um, links in the podcast. Um, what an honor. Going to have Finn, uh, I believe is uh, the young gentleman's name in studio later this week. Super stoked for that. Um, no ads, right? Nothing. No ads, nothing to, oh, go to my eBay if you want to drip like I drip and buy my merch so what other ads do i have go to my patreon um it's gonna be big i got uh i'm provo rogan i've reorganized my entire life i'm moving in a new direction i'm trying to be as honest and open as uh jim carrey was in his appearance on jimmy kimmel in 2014 where he exposed the illuminati i want to be that like kind of open and honest uh so that's my, but instead of exposing conspiracies, I'm moving towards local stuff. So that's my tie-in there. Um, Provo All-Stars is probably going to be the new name of the Patreon. Outside of that, welcome to the podcast. Buckle in and buckle up. It's going to be a rough or maybe perhaps smooth hour of me talking to myself about it. I really don't know what yet. Um, 
and I'd like to say something interesting. There's a few things that uh, peaked my mind. Uh, let's just start out hot and heavy with Brittany Spears, of course. She made a recent post uh, where she called Justin Bieber a little devil. And uh, then she quickly responded after, but you know what I mean, though. I have little boys, so it's like, oh, you... I think you know what Justin Bieber did. That's why, if you don't know Justin Bieber's uh, career arc path, it went from like innocent, it's the same as Miley Cyrus, and it's the same as Britney Spears. So like all these little child stars have the same arc path. It goes like this. Uh, innocent and young to attract the whole general database. Then they approach adulthood, and then you know what? They always say, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. Whatever, whatever. I'm going to do whatever I want. And so Justin Bieber... Um, Britney Spears, you know, Jessica Simpson, maybe even, um, who else did I mention? Just all of them. And then they go through this rebellious adulthood period, which is funny because real rebellion occurs not in adulthood, occurs in adolescence, which I always found funny. It's like, it's these young, why do these child stars rebel, uh, and, in a like, I'm 18, I'm 20, I'm 20, I'm in my early 20s, I'm rebelling. No, you're not. You know who rebels? 13, 14-year-olds. Uh, people who just all of a sudden realized they're little adults. You know who's not rebellious? Young 20-year-old people. You should probably be in a career. The reason you're not in a career is because uh, you were raised probably in public education. Um, just like me. So, uh, a lot of love, shared love there if you're a public education all-star. Uh, I certainly was for some time, and actually for all times. I didn't even do anything but public school, so. Um, and I wasn't in any gifted programs. I was just a regular OG public school kid. And here's what I think is going to happen in the future. People don't realize this, but this is like uh, my future conspiracy opinion. I don't believe public school will be what it is in the future. In some sense, we're like... The propaganda I grew up with, oh, it made you want to go to prom. It made you want to go to high school. Like in some sense, like as you were growing up, you're watching these kids and these movies, at least when I was wa watching like movies, they were still making movies trying to depict the reality that it's difficult to get into colleges. That's not true. It's easy to go to college. It's difficult to go to, in to get into some schools. But aside from that, anyone can go to college. It's not a big fucking deal. Um... But, man, they made a lot of propaganda about that shit. So I don't know where I really was going with that. Um, never really do. Welcome to the show. And that's kind of how this whole thing goes. I, I've uh, Here's something that happened, dude. And I don't even know if I should talk about this because this is like the Provo kid. Right? So someone encounters me already, they already probably know who I am, dude. For real, like you see me uh, in Provo, Utah. Look at this cat. You see this cat in Provo, Utah, you don't see a cat, you see a lion walking around. Like, I don't look like anybody else. I'm sorry. Right? Like, that's just the reality. Like, I don't quite fit in, but I do. You know what I mean? Like, not a lot of people wearing hoodies in the summer keeping it real like I am. You know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, so my point is, and uh, my point is, I, I can't, I, I thought about this experience I had. I'm thinking about telling, telling about it. Um, at a recent store, I was, at, I was like, God damn it. If I say anything, it's pretty obvious uh, about, you know, I'm like, I don't think it would be hard to figure things out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, 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 I respect the, the, the person, even though I have it. Here's how my respect is. Even though I didn't like my interaction with the other person, I don't feel compelled to tell the story. Uh, maybe I should, like, learn how to imaginatively tell a story. Uh, in the future to where I can tell the story, but nobody would know what I'm talking about. But right now that seems a bit difficult because I'm more inclined to just tell the story rather than use my imagination because, believe it or not, using your imagination is like a totally different brain mode. And I can flip it, right? Like I can go pure imagination and I've been there for a while. And it's just like riding a different psychological bike. There's different ways of thinking. For example, if you've taken a test, you know what it's like to make your brain think about taking a test. So I'm just saying, um, and when you write for an essay, you know what it's like. So I'm just saying flat out, uh, 
using your imagination is just like one of those mental tasks where if you do it enough, you understand what it is. And maybe I'll flex my imagination a little bit later this episode, but right now, uh, you know, I'm just keeping it uh, just pretty logical, pretty straight, uh, not spreading out too much. Someone who uses their imagination, I would say, quite vividly. Or, uh, yeah, sure. And when they talk is Theo Vaughn. And it's funny because his choice of language is imaginative and that's really what makes him interesting as a person as a comedian as a podcaster because when he's talking about how somebody's talking he might be talking about animals and squirrels and uh like he might be talking about things that just you know analogous i guess is the word he's just he everybody's talking parables Theo Vaughn's talking fables, right? So that's what I'm saying. Every like everybody you meet's doing parable talk. Theo Vaughn's over here talking fables and shit. You know, he's doing that Aesop's fable when he comes and talks to you. He's talking about crows and squirrels on the side of the road, shit like that, dude. Um, just a different guy, dude. But a good solo podcaster, someone I look up to as a as a solo podcaster, sitting here talking to myself, asking why I talk to myself again, but. It's one of those things you you uh, sit and you do. And uh, here's something I did. I listened to another podcast today. It was Flagrant uh, with Joe Rogan. And one of the things that – it was a long podcast, but towards the end, there was some real inspiring shit for me to hear. It's like what's weird, like uh, as, as funny as that podcast was, at the end I was like, God damn, some of these guys uh, just hit the nail about like the reality of podcasting, which is why I'm here making this podcast is – um and which is why this is episode 67 because i crush it um it's like what did i do 2022 crushed it um the people who like who is a podcaster it's like who's a stand-up comedian it's basically anyone who didn't quit and that's the reality for anything like you want to be a lawyer just go to law school don't quit be uh get a job at a law firm or do it yourself don't quit like the reality is you want anything don't quit Right, like it, nobody holds you back. Like this idea that society holds you back. Like no, 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 no. The reality is, like I get there's structural racism. You know, there's all these things. But at the end of the day, though, like if you say you want it, and, and there's some things that are that are beyond everybody's getting. So like, and here's my point about. Bro, this is a call called a callback. Uh, I'm a public school product, so. Anybody who went to public school, the reality of them being a Supreme Court justice is very low, right? Um, and if you did go to public school um, and you did manage to go to college, if it's not an Ivy League college, the reality of you becoming... Uh, so I'm just saying there's some barriers where even you could achieve certain levels of greatness, but just because you chose the wrong college, uh, you're not going to be uh, the Supreme Court justice. Uh, so the reality is I get it, and uh, sometimes you're not born... Uh, with certain physical features that allow you to do certain things. And people don't get this, right? Like, you can look at it as a, like, here's a, here's an example. You can look at two sixth graders. One of them is six feet tall and five five inches, and they dominate the court. And the other one's, like, just a normal-ass sixth grader, probably, like, five six, five five. you know, running around, just still in sixth grade mode, right? And the other one's just, like, hit puberty two years ago. And just sprouted like a goddamn root. And sometimes people don't understand like that jump, that growth, you can see that physically, right? But a lot of people can't distinguish that intellectually. So you could look at a lot of people. You would never know who's like the tall intellectual one. Like think about like you put Bill Gates and Elon Musk just in a general room and you remove all association like that you have with these individuals. I don't know if you really like pin them as like, hey – those are the top dudes. You know what I mean? Like even Donald Trump, and like just put a bunch of men in the like. Oh, you like those are the ones. Those two, those three. So because yeah, like some things just don't make sense, right? Um, I don't know why that is, but it's a strange world, man, that we live in. And uh, it's interesting where I listen to a lot of people and what I what I consider myself as a wanderer, right? But a lot of people consider I consider them like dwellers, where they dwell in thoughts, they dwell in beliefs, like they just dwell. Like they're just there. That's what they do. They think those thoughts, right? <laughs> and so it's cool when people who dwell on a subject, right? 
uh, talk about it on a podcast and I get to hear all their dwelling. Um, but for me, I personally don't have a lot, of, a lot of time to dwell on a certain subject. And another word for that is research. And I've been thinking about that. It's like why you hear about these people. And uh, like when I hear these people go on podcasts, I always want to try to like, how do you have so much time? Like, well, like it usually it is because like the, the reality is the only way anybody knows anything is because they read or they did. They put time in. Time in equals time out for the most part. And, uh, yeah, you can research a lot. You can do a lot of things. But for some for, for some reason, me, sometimes it's just like, what's the point? Like, what I here's what I like. I don't like reading about hollow earth. I like listening about hollow earth, I guess. I don't, you know, so as far as research goes, I don't I wouldn't even watch something. It would have to be a compelling movie, really, to watch about hollow earth on YouTube. Or Flat Earth. Like, think about this. I'd listen to someone talk about Flat Earth, but I wouldn't watch them, like... Like, I might watch, like, a podcast, but it's, the podcast can't be a lecture. We're like, all right, slide three. Um, you see this? Uh, this is the coastline. And next slide? I can't watch that. Dude. That sounds like... Dude, lectures? I remember going to college... And there were classes that you know, like you, you're like, what the fuck did I just pay for? And the, here, here's the whole class: a textbook followed with a PowerPoint, and each day you attend the class is like a, pages one through forty or whatever. Next class. 40 through 100 and you're expected like what the fuck is that like what the fuck kind of education is that like education is so i think a knowledge is so fluid there's some things you need to understand uh i think concretely like terms and uh subjects but man it's just funny we're we're learning about some of these subjects rather than like learning about them actively (laughs) it's like what did the textbook that was published two years ago say about this issue well, let me tell you what the textbook two years ago said about this this current issue. <laughs> oh, fuck. What a stupid class, man. College is such a scam. Um, it used to mean something, absolutely, and it still does for people who want to achieve something. But at the end of the day, I think it's just... Here's what school and education... Well, education is different than school, but here's what I think school is. School is compulsory, first of all, which is fucked. Uh, but aside from that, it's just a way to allow the um, wage slaves to procreate and have like, because they because there's it's what the state offers as daycare essentially, right? They'll say we'll watch your kids, we'll educate them, give them to us. Hey, we know what's best. Give you give your kids to us for I don't know six hours. Does that sound good to you? We got a whole lot of subjects lined up. Oh, you don't want to? Oh, guess what? New rule. It's compulsory. You didn't see that? We just posted it. So if you don't mind having little Ellis, come on, Ellis. Time to get get, get on the bus, Ellis. Ellis, school's compulsory, right? Think about that shit. Oh, if you want to homeschool, you gotta head down to uh, the court building, fill out those documents. And then get approved for that or whatever, however that works, right? You got to here's, – here's the point. You got to fill out paperwork. <laughs> you have a kid, right? Cool. It's yours. But then the state's like, hey, let's check up on that. Uh, how's your kid doing? Um, you ready to have him over? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're having a good thing here. Like the state's like, no, no, no. I think we can figure this out. I think your six-year-old's ready to come with us. And uh, you you sit back and you think about it like really is is my six year old ready? And man, <laughs> everybody says for the most part, yeah, sure, take them. And I think the reason why is I think the reasons many and there are plenty obviously, and it's different for everyone most certainly. Um. And for some people, it's a big relief to hand their kid off to the state. Like, thank God I don't have to watch that kid anymore. Well, like, when that happens, it's like, how the fuck did it get to that point? Ah, How did it it get to the point to where, like, you're stoked to hand your kid off? Like, what occurred to where 
uh, you raised a child that and that you somehow don't resonate with. Like, what happened? Like, are, are you were you the care provider? And it's different now because uh, people have a very large, like a lot of people have this. It takes a village mentality, right? So, which is funny because sure it can take a village, but it's like uh, here's a great analogy. What if the village is sick, right? Then you and not like me- physically sick, but mentally. So you're giving your kid to the mentally sick village, which if you look at the, and man, if you look at the, me- the what the teachers and like the mental health and they're the, here's the, here's teachers mental health. They quit. <laughs> they don't want to do it, man, that they look at it and they, I think the turnover rates astonishing, right? So first of all, nobody wants to teach anymore. That's, that's a sign. Let's look at the mental health of these kids plummeting. Ooh, that's a bad sign. So there's all of these things. And, um, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's fascinating. I love talking about this. If you're a new listener, uh, there's two, uh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden said this. He said, guns are not liable for the damages they cause. Sure. Let's talk about schools. Um, because that's another that's another entity that's not liable for the damages that they cause. Let's just say this. You give your child to the state at, when they're six, right? And then they graduate and you're like, and I've done this before, I've said this before, but then you take them out to dinner and they can't read the menu. You take them to a nice restaurant. Like, what is this, mom? Where's all, the, like, I, there's no pictures. And you're like, yo, can't you read? Like, no. Like, what the fuck? How'd you graduate? It's like, well, the school lets everyone graduate, mom. That's the reality, right? So, like, is the school liable for, like, any lack of education? Like, oh, you don't know how to pay your taxes. The state was responsible for your education. Are they liable? No, they're not. Like, so many shortcomings, intellectual, like, therefore, after, the state's not liable for that. The school's not liable that you don't know how to uh, manage a book check or you don't know how to... uh, Follow the rules of society. In other words, maybe drive safely or uh, follow the pedestrian laws. Um, stuff like that. I don't know, man. So, you know, the other company that's not liable, pharmaceutical companies for the uh, health juice in- injections that they offer for people. So, like, if, they, if, the, if those things are miraculous for you, that's great. If they're not and there's an adverse uh, or an unfortunate situation that occurs for for you, then nobody's liable. Um, if you eventually maybe it doesn't work, let's just say that as well, then nobody's liable. So um, it's funny, like when you think about all these institutions that aren't really liable, like one of them's the school system, and one of them's the pharmaceutical companies. And in order to like enter into the into the school system at the age of six, they require a set of uh, pharmaceutical medications that must be administered to your child. And if they're not, you need a you need an exemption. So if you think about the the lack of liability and how both of these two institutions are so involved, it, it, it leaves my head scratching a little bit. But a lot of people don't like they. I don't know, man. Uh, they, they're hard on their thinking, right? They've settled their their ways, right? They're dwellers. They just keep dwelling on those thoughts because they must be right, right? And me, your boy, I keep moving, right? Whether I am right or I'm wrong, I'm just looking at this fucking painting and saying, hey, that's what I see. That's the system I see. You see a different system? And if you need to rationalize that system, go ahead, rationalize it. I don't give a fuck. But it's wrong. It's wrong. (laughs) If your kid can't read when they graduate, it's wrong and the school should be liable. If your kid drops out because they're they're bullied, that's wrong. The school should be liable. You know what I mean? Uh, There's a... Like... (laughs) There's a big problem with education and there's a big problem with the pharmaceutical and healthcare system. And in America, those are two two of the most funded things, right? And also if you look at the mental health of all the these things that are occurring between these two things, oh, it's not good. And they're all intertwined. And it's funny where people just want to pump more money into these two things. And it blo- it, it boggles my mind that people aren't 
I mean, some people are thinking critically, but a lot of people are just like, oh, caught up in the mix, I guess. They don't really understand what's going on. But I think the reality is people need to just detach from both of those institutions as fast as possible. <laughs> and let them, like, uh, what's it called when... Because that's the, that's the easiest way to deal with something is just to not, not engage with it. Uh, so, like, don't go homeschool your kids or maybe find a charter school or a public school. Not a public... Fuck. Or a good public school that works for you. That's what I might advocate as well. Like, if you're going to send your kid to a public school, send them to the best one possible. Like, don't... Like, don't send your kid to... And however, however you would determine that, you determine that. Uh, maybe one school teaches Chinese and you think that's a great asset and that's that's what you want your kid to have. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Uh, do whatever you want. It doesn't really matter to me. Uh, it really doesn't. So, but it is all fascinating to think about how these two things are such like in the the spotlight right now. Um, the pharmaceutical company and like the fact that nobody's talking about it as much, or they are even if they are like the they've been in the spotlight the past two years, and now the schools are in the spotlight. And um, it's weird where like if it's not. The guns, it's drag queens. Like, what, what's going on really is the choice is um, non-participation. I, what's that called, dude? Right? There's a word for it. Maybe two. Non-participation? <laughs> don't participate? I don't know, dude. Non-active, dude. Just don't be active, bro. Oh, my God, dude. What is it, dude? What's the word? non-participatory <laughs> don't participate in that bullshit so uh don't and if you do participate because you find it uh to be perhaps necessary for a short period of time do it to the best of your ability and create the best situation that's all i would advise don't really have a lot of answers don't really give a fuck to give any answers either but just thought just sharing my thoughts about that trying to cover some cover some distance in this podcast because fuck man it's hard hard to get through hard to get through an hour um like i said i imagine like and i don't really like maybe i should just equate it to running (laughs) so when you podcast for an hour it's like running for an hour and uh you just check check the time and fuck dude when you're when you're halfway there it feels great but it also feels like oh you got it and if you listen to my last podcast you're like oh is this the ad where he says the same shit again yeah it oh man got it's just <laughs> it's nice to be halfway through the podcast cuz i never thought i'd even get this far talking for uh 28 minutes man. but uh it's going to be fun week ahead i can say that um don't really have any um it's june so let's talk about this velour's got the battle of the bands hollow hill they were in the podcast they were in the studio and it was rip and it was liddy and uh they're gonna be in the battle of the bands june 22nd so that's a plug that's an ad, not a big deal. I might be there, dude, and I probably won't go to any of the other bands or shows because I'll tell you this, man. It takes it takes a lot out of you to your ears, man. I Like I said this, I'm old. Dude. I was like, fuck, man. That's just loud. And I saw the kids with like earplugs. I'm like, oh, man, those fucking pussies, dude. Like, no, man, maybe if I go back, I got to have earplugs. Because they fucking rate, they go hard, dude. I mean, it's not, I don't know, dude. It's the music, uh, it's not quiet. It's not with John Mayer. Like, what, imagine John Mayer, like that soft, you know, it's almost like, or what's that other John guy? The John guy who does uh, the Hawaii music. John Mayer. John what? John. Jack Johnson, backwards, <laughs> fuck. 
Uh, same shit, though. Jack Johnson. That's a funny name. Uh, geez, man. What a, what a, it's going to be a great week, though. Just been, uh, so far, it's been a great day. Um, yeah, like I said, I had that little incident earlier, but kind of past it now, you know what I mean? But at first, I was, I was a little bothered because you ever, you ever interact with somebody and you don't really resonate with their tone and you're like, man, I don't like the way you're talking to me, dude. Like, just, it's off. Like, why you... Like, if you don't want to be here, this is like my, like, all, why I also call it wage slavery. Because wage slavery, a symptom of it is people working and you can see it and they don't want to be there. That's what wage slavery looks like to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and it's like, and I'm not saying people don't have their days at, at work, but like day in and day out, you're like, dude, why are you here? And, uh, like, just, just like, the, the the way I was talked to, I was like, what the fuck, dude? I didn't like it, man. It's weird. It's so resonating with people, dude. And, uh, and I was like, could I be wrong? <laughs> Did, am, am, was my tone off? But, but, uh, could have been. Uh, then the other guy asked me about my hands. I'm like, what'd you do? I'm like, tie-dye. I forgot to wear gloves. You ever, that's the other thing I did today. Fuck. I tie-dyed. And, oh, God, you you feel so, I look at my hands, I'm all, shit, dude. They bother me now. I'm like, fuck, dude, I couldn't get the tie-dye off, too. It was, like, too much stainage. And, uh, it's like, well, what'd you, what'd you, what the hell you do? Like, just too much, dude. I was just, like, uh, doing a couple colors, green, blue, red. The reds what got me, dude. And the red made a mess, dude. I need, I need to, like, f better bottles or something. Um, because I don't like having pink hands. I look silly. But it's not a big deal. It really isn't, dude. Like, at the end of the day, um, as far as, like, concerns, small. Really small. Really small concern. Um, but I just, when other people notice it and then they ask questions, you're like, oh, you, you look like you don't take care of yourself. Uh, but I do, you know what I mean? I really do wash my hands, and I did wash them, and, but they're stained. Um, and yeah, sucks. <laughs> uh, but tie-dyeing was fun. I think about it, uh, I got a great merch lined up, and uh, I got a few things that, that I got that, I, that I'm doing different. I reverse-dyed a black hoodie, okay? And then the what I did to reverse-dye it, was I used Clorox, like uh, just the bleach, right? Uh, nothing special, just so the basic Clorox. And I put it in a bottle, squirted it on the hoodie with uh, certain ties on it, with rubber bands, and let, let that soak overnight, dry, let it dry, washed it. And then after that, then I used red dye on it, and were the bleach had taken it out so now it looks like a black with like a red 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 popping out so it's kind of fantastic to be honest uh but i actually don't really know because i haven't looked at it yet but um i'll see it tomorrow but you hope it does you know what i mean i imagine it will and so it's funny when if you You hear the birds, you hear the Mad Max Marauders. It sounds like my studio's a box right now that is uh, placed in the middle. Here's my imagination. Right? So imagine a green pasture. Uh, imagine Here's this. Look into a cardboard box. Inside the cardboard box, it's a light gray. And at the bottom, you can see green grass. And in the green grass, there's a little square, uh, white square. And you're looking bird's eye view, and then you see me. Uh, looking into a computer screen and uh, talking to it like you, you're just tripping balls. That's what's happening right now. So something like that maybe. And uh, and there's birds chirping also. So like there's trees popping out. So like you see this box and, you know, the sun's shining and there's like a pine tree and a, a yellow bird, a blue bird. And it's sun shining, right? Um, and it's a beautiful day. And... That's really like one of the benefits of living in uh, 
the the great state of Utah. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. And when I when I think about Utah, I think there's a lot of other places I'd like to live, but I also think that there's a reason some places are what they are. And I'm surprised at the end of the day um, how some people just manage to acquiesce to the idea that like, oh, it's the people um, in these situations, they're the problem, right? And I refrain from that, and I'd like to blame, in my opinion, the state. The state is responsible for educating the population, right, because it's compulsory. And the state is responsible for keeping order. So it's funny where people are, they look at, you. I don't like, I don't even like statistics. Like, you tell me statistics, like, ugh, stupid. Um, so <laughs> I hate people who are data. You, you know what the data says? Well, what's the data today? Like, that's all that matters. I don't give a fuck. Yes, yeah, sometimes it matters, right? And sometimes I don't think it matters at all. Um what the fuck for? Like, you know what I mean? The only thing that really matters is at the end of the day, who's responsible. And if we're all, here's my, here's my perception. Um, the state's responsible because the state at the end of the day believes they can compulsory like mandate us to send our children to school. Then after that, believe in the concept that if there's an event, right, they can force you just like Nazis did, to get on a train, to go fight a war, to do some crazy shit, right? There's this fucked up part in people's brains where they don't quite get it yet. Like, if you're an American, like, you aren't really free, dog. <laughs> like, if some shit really pops off, they're telling you what the fuck to do. You ain't free, right? Uh, we're living in this artificial reality where people believe that uh, if if if, sh- if something fell, falls apart, right, that uh, the government wouldn't just start telling us what to do and putting us in camps to keep order. Like, of course they would. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, what else would they do? Um, and they even have, like, plans to do it. Uh, not that I'm an expert in those plans, but that's just what I, what I imagine, right? So, and they have also a track record of just saying, like, oh, um, hey, there's this thing in Vietnam. We're gonna take your 18-year-old son, ma'am, and we're gonna we're gonna have to send him over to Vietnam to kill the communists. So, I know uh, you'll appreciate that, and uh, we'll keep him safe, and hopefully he'll come back a uh, better man for it. And think about that. You know what I mean? Like, what they the government just believes they can kidnap your kid at 18 years old, or kidnap you? Like, think about you as an individual. Like, hey. The government comes and tells you, like, hey, you, <laughs> come with us. You got to go kill somebody. You're like, what the fuck? I don't want to do that. Like, no. That's so nuts. It's so nuts. The government came and said, hey, you over there, come on come on over. Sign these papers. You're going to go kill some innocent people. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Why, uh, why are we here? You ever hear about uh, the Gulf of Tonkin? No. Well, believe it or not, we have to do all of this because – uh, a couple skiffs attacked our, our vessels off the coast of their waters. So this is called retaliation and vengeance. <laughs> and they're also communists. And but not all of them. You're gonna you're gonna work with the good ones. So we've identified them. The good ones and the ones you're fighting are actually the same people. So uh, sometimes it'll be difficult for you to really distinguish uh, friends and enemies. Like the whole thing was fucked from the beginning. And it's fucked from the point where the government kidnaps you, right? And says, hey, you're going to Vietnam. (laughs) What happened and why did people let it happen for so long? Drafted? Oh, my God. And you want to know what stopped it? A lot of things. Fortunately. Fortunately. And I can't speak to any one thing, but I think one reason uh, that they're having a difficult time really kicking off this Ukraine war is that uh, once people really see what a war looks like, everybody will be done, right? So this war is micromanaged, right? It's specially designed uh, for 
for consumption, right? Uh, nothing's really too extreme yet, I would say. Um, but my point is this. And Afghanistan was was con- contained as well, right? Um, the people there didn't really have the technology to share what was going on or the language to share what's going on. Right? Think about that. Imagine if everybody in Afghanistan all of a sudden spoke English in uh, 2004 and Iraq. Like, think about these people like, hey, yo, 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 uh, hey, actually, we're cool, we're cool, we're cool, we're cool. That's exactly what would have happened. Stop, 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 stop. You guys can leave. We're done. Like, that, like, I think it was just a language barrier. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you could talk, you could call what, what you want. The idea that America thought it needed to come and relieve some, uh, like, oh, we, we'll establish democracy. Let me take control of these poppy fields. Don't worry about this. Let's uh, capitalize it. Uh, we'll put up, put up, put it up for auction. Uh, most of you, you guys will be rich. We'll tax them, and uh, watch. <laughs> oh man, fucking Americans, dude. Uh, people still don't get it. So then the war changed, right? The war changed a lot. The war got different, dude. Uh, and the war is different now. So. I don't know, strange times we live in, man. I really don't understand the... I here's, the here's my point. I don't think that the recent news events, like, they're... they're, they're I think you give it a week. Um, you give it another week because it's summer, right? People's attention spans should be short. I would say, like, people should be doing shit. But you know what they're doing right now? Because they want you to care about news. Guess guess what's going to happen with gas prices? Through the roof. Through the roof. Through the roof. So it's not really a lockdown. It's like little lockdown. Like, hey. And then here's the thing. Like, you can't really spend a lot of money. So, uh, because you can't spend a lot of money and you can't drive a lot, a lot of places, we're just going to flood you with emotional news and trauma. That's really what's happening. I, and people would be, it's it's interesting. They are implementing kind of the same, I think, uh, measures just through different tactics. But uh, what do I know, man? I'm not in control. And, who, and people are like, who's in control? Who's implementing these tactics? I mean, I'll, let me ask you who, do you, who do you think is in charge? I'll just blame them, right? Like, whoever you think is in charge of running the government, that's usually the easiest thing to blame. So I blame actually just the government. I blame local. I blame state. I blame federal. I blame all of the government. I talked about this. I went to the Orem Recreation Center, and Orem citizens should be fucking outraged at what they got. The the, uh, little, especially if you've been to the Provo Recreation Center, and then you saw what's in the Orem Recreation, I'd be like, what the fuck is... What's going on, guys? Why do we do the cheap option? Why does Orem look like the cheap city? You know what I mean? I used to be, you know what I mean? I used used to, like, go to that place. And it's funny. I think they got, yeah, they had to. <laughs> think about this. Th- this is fascinating. The old rec center you said, and I already talked about this, a gun range. So you'd come in and you'd go downstairs. And I, I, I never even thought about it, but... The whole time, people were, like, just carrying weapons, just unloading in the basement. <laughs> At the rec center, while I'm just shooting hoops, dude, playing racquetball. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. And now they don't have that, I'm sure. Because uh, when I went there, it seemed super modern, super renovated, super cool, super awesome. Uh, just... Besides the fact that the swimming pool appeared to me low grade, low effort, it seemed to me that Orem City, I don't know where their budget went. Like what? It's a big city. I think something fucking must have happened. Like Orem fucked up. Orem, Prova's killing it, dude. I don't 
Provo's doing great. They got a great rec, rec center. And I, I wish I would have been in the Provo rec center before it is what it is now because that would have been interesting to compare it. But, so, uh, anyways, uh, what? fuck, dude. Talking locals, dude. Only locals. Perhaps the worst podcast ever. Um, not really, though, but close to it. And I don't mind that because I was thinking about this. Like I said, my goal is 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. And it's a goal I might probably never achieve or I might. Um, and the reason why is I just thought that would be fascinating. And the reason I even made the podcast is because I was inspired to, to, to the most maximum level. <laughs> After listening to Joe Rogan. Ah, oh, man, that's so funny. I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, why is Joe Rogan so inspiring? Even when he's not trying to be. So. Um, Jesus Christ. You guys hear the Mad Max Marauders? I'm not going to yell. I think, I thought, like, you think about it, like, no. That's not good. Oh, that's not good. So, uh, here's, here's something I was looking at. Jim Carrey. And I came across a TikTok where it was the Jim Carrey Illuminati thing. And I watched it. I was like, man, this guy was crazy, dude. And it was interesting he did some, some things by alluding to the, to the nuttiness of it. Because... He, he used some symbols and said, oh, don't you know? Everybody does them. Because like, everybody does do the symbols. But um, but he never really answers the question about, like, what are they? And what are you doing, Jim? Uh, so I find that I found some of the, the, those things interesting. And then, yeah, just like the whole Jim Carrey thing. Like, just a nice guy. But what what is that? He was kind of resonating on the same level I felt with uh, Britney Spears, maybe some of these other MKUltra people, potentially MKUltra, where he, he's rebelling right now and he didn't like it. He didn't like it then, so he's like, he, he wanted to be, uh, I don't know, like, I can't imagine that was scripted. Who fucking knows, dude? Jim Carrey's a... A wild and fascinating individual. I don't... I think in the future... I think talent is going to be so different. Um, so... I think Logan Paul... Or Jake Paul, whatever... Will be... Like a future... In tw- give him 10, 10 more years... They'll be in the number one movie... For action. <laughs> for real. Like So eventually... The, the the acting the ability to act will have, will be learned through Instagram or through TikTok where people make these reels, make these TikToks, whatever have you. And they practice acting. So I, I would assume like you'll you'll see somebody and because that's what YouTube was, people will forget. Like, there's a couple of people who got their jump off of YouTube, and they still are. I think YouTube's still a vessel for that as well. I include that. I'm saying, where before the acting and talent pool primarily came from uh, one kitchen, you know, Hollywood. So the world's a little bit different, I would say, for sure. So, uh,. It's, it'll be fascinating to see who really climbs. And I think about this. Remember what's his name? The number one YouTuber that you never hear about now. Think about this. Who's the number one? And I forgot about his name because you never hear or see his content, which is so strange. PewDiePie. That's his fucking name. Jesus. I should know it. He's legendary. But, um, yeah, what what's up with that? You know what I mean? Like, what is it PewDiePie? PewDiePie. Like, think about that, dude. 
dude just blew up off of playing fucking Minecraft. <laughs> Talking uh, on a camera. A little bit of what I'm doing, but he, he's a lot cooler. He does edits and shit. He's entertaining. Uh, which is funny. Because people are always talking about, oh, you got to be entertaining. you got to be entertaining. I don't know. I think you just got to be different. <laughs> uh, whatever the fuck that means. And uh, if you try to be too much of anything, I don't think it ever works out too well. Uh, but what was I talking about? The, it, so Ukraine, World War Three. For sure, who knows? The uh, schools taking control over children and their lives is absolutely happening. And it's funny when people are mad about. Here's the thing, I saw this too, like drag story hour, and like people are mad about stuff. It's, it's so weird. I see things, but in my world, I'm like, what? I don't know, man. Like, it's a. It'd be hard to catch myself. Like what? Like how do you find? How does anybody find themselves in that? And uh, I think it's like probably. I always find it weird. Like how's that shit advertised? How is that advertised? Um, yeah, what's the audience like? And why? Because uh, I understand performances, but. I don't understand public performance. I think it's debauchery, right? Or, or sacrilegious. I think that's kind of the performance that some of these uh, individuals are doing. And I don't mind it because it's kind of anarchist, right? But, and like, yeah, do what you want. Like, if that's what's, that's what's called to you. And people are morally upset with that. I think you're right to be morally outraged. But at the end of the day... Um, I think there's so many pe people. The reality is a lot of people aren't really, uh, they don't understand that there's just a lot of different people out there. There's a lot of weirdos. So we got furry people already. You know what I mean? The drag thing. Like we got people asking for litter boxes at conventions. So this whole thing of mental health in America is beyond grasping. And I think it's all pretty fucked. And I'm, I feel sad for a lot of people. Um... Because I look around, I'm like, man, why are so many people uh, just out of touch? It seems like a weird time to be alive, dude. Because you look around and, um, man, a lot of people just never, they're still trying to get it. And I'm still trying to get it, too. But um, it's different, though. I'm a wanderer, like I said. Some people are dwellers. Some people think they already have the answer. And those people are awesome, and they're interesting as well. I have I really haven't found any answers. That's what I mean. Um, and it's fascinating to have a conversation with anybody who does have answers. I think answers are few and far in between. I think here's here's what I here's what I advocate. I used to be really interested. I already talked about this. I'll talk about it again. Learning external like oh I'd like to learn about language i'd like to learn about this author i'd like to read about this subject i'd really be interested in things like that and i still am to some degree but then i was like well like learning about yourself is also interesting like how do you think how do you talk that's what this talking out loud is right like i could be reading about someone else's imag imagination i could be reading about someone else's thoughts I could be talking to other people and exploring their thoughts and the things they think. Um, but that's not what this is. This is a complete exploration into my mind, uh, which is kind of a cool thing about the podcast. And uh, it's a big uh, and it's a big test for me just to make it this far for an hour uh, talking out loud. And I'm always surprised when I can do it. <sighs> Feels good. It feels really good. <laughs> oh, fuck. Appreciate anybody who listens. Uh, I'm going to probably end the podcast the same way I started it. Just because, I don't know, that's the way I feel. I could play. Huh. 
What else would I play? Who knows? Um, is there anything else I want to talk about? Jeez. Um, I shouldn't have let that guy who talked, who resonated, whatever vibrations with me bother me. Uh, so, I'm all better. <laughs> I feel good now. Um, he, I just understand he was having a bad day. And uh, we all have bad days, probably. But I don't like when people... And it's it was close to closing time. You ever go into a place and it's almost closing time? Nobody wants to be there? Oh. I, I always avoid doing that, but sometimes that's just what you have to do sometimes. And the reality is, if you don't want to be open, don't be open. That's also what I believe. Like, if nobody wants to work that late, then no, like, if it's popping, if it's good, people will work, people are driving, people are living. But if it ain't like that, don't have it be that. So, uh, anyways, that's my view. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. God bless you all. Say